Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 2, one bat swinging minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And today we're going back to Minute 18, which begins with Marty telling Marty Jr. just stay down and shut up, and ends with Griff growling at Marty, who has his dukes up. Not the first time that someone in a Robert Zemeckis movie would say to sit down and shut up. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so so in response to Griff throwing Marty Jr. over the over the bar of the of the diner, uh, everyone is now like paying attention to what they're doing, and the people on the stationary bikes have stopped pedaling and <laughs> Griff says, keep pedaling you two. And I just like threatening. Like, yeah. Yeah. Why? Like what, why do you care whether they're pedaling or not? Are they like powering the restaurant? I don't think so. I mean, that would be the most low tech thing ever. Are they employees or customers? I think they're customers. Remember last week they were like they had meals on their stationary bikes that they were eating. Maybe in this reality there's like, you know, you can eat while like exercising or something. Well, yeah, but why does he care that they're pedaling or not? Cuz it's kind of like, "Hey, quit paying attention to us." Oh, okay. So he's just saying mind your business. Yeah. Keep pedaling you too. <laughs> Why As in like I, yada. I why I yeah. It's a real it's a real three stooges kind of moment. You know, the more the you know, the clo- as we as we do this minute by minute, Griff is his own cre character. Yeah. Like like he he he's I mean, you know, that character is like Biff, but even more jacked up. But like Thomas F. Wilson is really doing Biff something is, new. It, it's Biff if his if his if his uh, bionics in his brain were short-circuiting. Yes. Yeah, totally. It's like Biff, but like unhinged. Right. Like yeah. he's, it's almost unhinged like and Unhinged and dialed up to 11. Yeah. And like just struggling to keep his like fury bottled. Yeah. He's a real, I mean, everybody's a real cartoon character in this. Mm. It's, uh, it's pretty absurd. But, um, yeah, so then uh Marty rises from the from the behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Uh after we get a we get a real good look at Marty Jr.'s disgusting greasy hair that he hasn't he hasn't washed in probably three weeks. Um <laughs> it, that's some that's some revolting greasy hair. Uh and uh and puts the hat on and uh and, and rises up. And then Griff like steps back immediately. I presume because he's just like, how did you take a shower so fast? <laughs> he's clean. <laughs> look at this. This isn't the same guy. His hair is different. His hair is beautiful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did you become the clean type? I know. Like even that line delivery, there's so much poison in each syllable. Yeah. When did you become the physical type? <laughs> uh yeah, so so Griff takes a step back in shock at the confident man that he sees in front of him. You're you're you're, you're putting out such a different kind of energy. 
Now, uh, I think he says, no, let's, let's hear, let's hear the right answer. And it's just like, man, they are determined to get Marty. That's that Marty Jr. That's, that's the, he, the whole plan must like, they must have thought of the plan, whatever it is, realize that they need a man on the inside and realize that they could get Marty Jr. It must have built like a Marty sized hole to like, you know what I mean? Like it's the, the, it it can't even be, it can't even be that because you can literally get anyone else for like any other job. Like it has to be something that only he can specifically do for some reason, you know, maybe they're going to rob the remedial school. Yeah. (laughs) We need someone Uh, with a Canadian passport. (laughs) <laughs> go to Toronto and come back with a good beer. <laughs> All that Canadian whiskey, which was Canadian outlawed. Canadian whiskey. In, which was outlawed in 1993. Um <laughs> in this universe. Sure. So yeah, uh the adjustable bat um behind it, it, uh it kind of looked it it was framed like a 3D trailer shot. Oh, when he when he pops it out, definitely, yeah, without a doubt, for sure, um, yeah, because it definitely pops out like it's supposed to like stick out into the audience. Um, but but the thing that I find first, okay, there's two things with the adjustable bat. One, mm-hmm. why? Like, why is it a thing? Why does it exist? I guess you can put it in your it? pocket, maybe. I don't. I don't think it gets that small, though. <laughs> It looks like it gets about the size of like a a large billy club. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's, is, is it like clipped to his belt? Mm, yeah, I think it must be. I don't know. For 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 reference, the uh, the bat, the adjustable bat that he has is called a Kirk Gibson Junior Slugger Two Thousand bat. So it's an old bat. Yeah, yeah, it's from it's from uh, from the year two thousand, and Kirk Gibson uh, was he was a um, Los Angeles Dodgers uh, player who helped win the nineteen eighty eight World Series. So the Bobs were a big fan, and so they were like, "Oh, well, well, he can't. It can't be his bat, but maybe his son can. It can be his son's bat." So. That's what they. That's why they call it. The thing that bothers me about the bat, sure. I think. I think, like I said, one. I don't know what the point of it is. Like, why is it adjustable? It doesn't make any sense. Unless, unless it's like one bat for like kids and adults. I guess I don't know. But regardless, I don't like it as a prop. Like, <laughs> I just don't think it's a very good prop. Like, it as a prop, I'm like. like well, yes, it does look very light. It doesn't look like it has any weight to it whatsoever. But you know what else it looks like? It looks like what it is, a telescope. Like, it it looks like an adjustable, like like one of those things um, that, uh, like, you, you go out on the bow of a, of a ship and yeah, you sure put it out and you're like, oh, I see land. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Like a paratelescope. Parat- yeah, paratelescope. <laughs> um but yeah yeah like one of those one of those like yeah one of those things like that's what it looks like and i just they didn't even try to hide it because they didn't even round off the top they just capped it you know (laughs) 
Yeah. So it's obviously just a telescope that they turned hey, into. The yeah, they're like, yeah, it's a bat now because it's the future. Here you go. Like, I just feel like somebody, one of the, whoever, whatever prop master designed that thing was really lazy that day. It would be even cooler if it was just like a normal bat, but it had like kind of Jetsons, like future laser rings around it. Totally. Totally. Biff is like uh, Biff is like that guy from The Walking Dead, except instead of chains, it's lasers. <laughs> yeah. Instead this of barbed wire, it's lasers. This is what I'm about. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, not a, not a fan of the bat. Not a fan of the bat. But uh, yeah, uh, Griff. Griff is insane enough. But like, are you have you been paying attention to the rest of his gang in this scene? No, they're incredible. They're insane. They're all boiling with rage and intensity in the in the background of this. Like they're all shaking. They 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 are itching to spill some blood. Oh man, and their eyes are like bulging out. Like they want a bit of the old ultraviolence, if you know what I mean. Oh man. Oh yeah, they're they're straight up Clockwork Orange for sure. Straight up Clockwork Orange. Really, I really like up. the girl. There's sort of, there's kind of like a Conan the Destroyer thing going on with her. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk about him. You want to talk about him? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Griff's gang. Uh, we got our our first up. We got Chester Whitey Nagura, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he is the Japanese American gang member. Uh, everyone calls him Whitey. I'm from Fresno, Ace. Yeah, he's played by uh, Jason Scott Lee, hey. who went on. Yeah, who went on to play Bruce Lee and Dragon the Bruce Lee story. It was his son. Uh, no, no relation. Oh, oh that's um, Brandon Lee. My bad. Yeah, you're thinking of Brandon Lee, who died in the crow. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> do we have to mention that every time we mention yeah. Brandon Lee? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Brandon Lee died in the crow. <laughs> well, it was like the only movie he was in. Um, so, uh, yeah, his, his name is Whitey. Okay. Because that was the bully on Leave it to Beaver. So he's named no, after that. Bully. No, it was it was Wally. No, Wally was the big brother. The bully was Whitey. Oh, oh I was thinking of the smart Alec kid. Oh no! That kid. What's his name? That I think that kid. I think you're right. I think that kid was Wally. He was always giving Beav the business, right? But why? But Whitey was the bully. Whitey okay. was the bully. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's uh that's his deal. Um, yeah. Also, teenagers in 2015 naming their bullies after characters from from a from a, from a 50s television. Series. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Also, also, I, there's something. I want to know why he's called Whitey, like in the context of the movie. Just because, like, is it like a is it like a weird like racial joke? I think it's because they they're all such fans of Leave It to Beaver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what they don't tell you is this is actually the Cafe Eighties grand opening. Last week it was the Cafe Fifties. Well, it's on Netflix. Everybody. There's no Netflix in this version of 2015. Oh my god. How do they watch TV? <laughs> they watch TV 12 channels at a time. 
Jeez. Yeah. See what would have <laughs> happened if you would have liked the George Bush to two terms? <laughs> um. So. Uh, so then the other one, the the next one, the guy with the breastplate and the uh, tattoos on his face of a circuit board. This is Data. Of course. Uh, his his real name is Rafe Unger. That's an amazing and name. He's played, he's played by Ricky Dean Logan, who is most known for playing the role of Carlos in Nightmare on Elm Street 5, Freddy's Dead. I think that's the uh, – I'm pretty sure Carlos is the video game kid. Okay. Yeah. And every 80s gang needed a data, didn't it? Sure did. Sure did. Uh, I miss, although I that, wasn't his, com- that wasn't his original name, though. His original name was Hack. That's way cooler than, than the other one. Yeah, way cooler Hack. than – yeah, his name's Hack. Well, because Data, I just think of the Goonies. Yeah. Or – well, see, and, I, and I think of Star Trek The Next Generation. So, mm. so there's that. That's the difference between you and me. Have you noticed that um, – <laughs> I, think, I think that kid Actually, – You know what? That is a really good measure of of what kind of person you like who you are. <laughs> what the word person. data. When you say data when I say data, what character do you think of? If you say, oh, the guy, the guy from the Goonies, you're one kind of person. If you say, yeah. oh, Star Trek Next Generation, <laughs> you're another kind of person. And if you think and if you say you mean like facts, information? <laughs> then you're a person who d- hasn't discovered pop culture in any way. <laughs> Sure. And you make words for their original meaning. <laughs> oh man. I feel like that kind of kid has gone extinct. You know, like the tech kid. Mm-hmm. You know, the one with the computer smarts. I feel like that you don't see that kid anymore in like movies. Yeah. That's true. There's not a lot of them anymore. Or or if you do see them in the movies, they're not weird anymore. They're like badass. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'm gonna you're gonna see some shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I like feel I feel like you know who you know who I think killed that role? Who? Kevin Smith in Die Hard 4. <laughs> you think that killed all the the the, 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 the warlock? Yeah, they were like they're like we got to start making this character cool. Like cuz this was <laughs> this was just this was too far. This is stupid. Well, cuz in that <laughs> in that movie Justin Long also kind of played like a, a computer smarts character. Yeah, he also played a computer computer smarts character in uh, Galaxy Quest, and he tried to have sex with Britney Spears in the movie Crossroads. God, Galaxy Quest would be a great minute podcast. Galaxy Quest minute, yeah, It'd be a great one and done. That'd be a really good one. You know what else would be a really good uh, minute podcast for like another another person that is not us? Because oh my god, so much work. Yeah, uh, Harry Potter minute. Oh man. That'd that's, be such. That'd be such a good podcast. Uh, that would. That'd be. That'd be seven years. Yeah, that'd be. It'd be seven seasons. Well, it'd be eight seasons because there's eight movies. That's true. Yeah, you'd have to. You have to do. It is. Like, yeah. So there's there's eight. So there you'd have eight seasons, but you'd have like, you'd have you'd have like a rich tapestry of a world to reference all the time, and you would so have much books. happening in one minute. Yeah, and you'd have the books to reference, and you'd have like you know other drafts of screenplays and the movie, and it'd be yeah that that that's a that's a rich tapestry. 
I'm surprised no one's done a Lord of the Rings minute. Uh, there's a bunch of people who want to do it, but I don't think they've gotten together yet. They're fighting. And, and I think they're nervous about it because they know how much of an undertaking it'll be. Yeah. And I think they're concerned about ha- also having to do Hobbit Minute later on. Well, I mean, you have to. <laughs> you have to. You know that time that they took one book and turned it into one book that's shorter than any of the Lord of the Rings movies that each made one movie and it they turned it into three movies? Well, we're going to talk about that one minute at a time. <laughs> we're, gonna, right. we're just going to spread it out even more. Right, welcome to Minute uh, 1 and 19 of The Hobbit. The this, is, uh, this, this is uh, sentence uh, 22,000. And, uh, so in the, this is what Thorin and Bilbo are running down a hallway. <laughs> and uh, right at the end of the shot, there's a... Uh, fire from his mouth you can see at the end of the hallway yeah um yeah be getting back on track i've been putting off talking about this uh because i i i know everyone's just like how are they not talking about this thing so this is the first appearance of marty reacting to being called chicken because for some reason the idea of people thinking he's a coward Anyone thinking he's a coward or calling him a coward turns Marty into a rage monster. Well, it's it's sensitive being from Canada. Everyone always assumes he's <laughs> such like a pushover. I really don't. I really don't like this. It's not. Well, as, I don't. I don't hate it as much as the scrote thing from from <laughs> yesterday. Sure. But but I really I will I will say it's like my least favorite ongoing element of the sequels. I just hate that it's such an important part of yeah the the mythology of the series, and it yeah. literally just happens right now. And it just it's like there's no setup to it whatsoever. Yeah, like, like this is the setup. at all in the first movie. Not at all. Never. Never happens. I almost wonder if it's a thing that Bobby G wanted in the first movie and got cut or 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 Bobby Z like nixed it before they even wrote it. Cuz it's just a weird thing. It is weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's not it's not I I really uh not I am anti-chicken. Anti-chicken. The like Red from orange is the new black. <laughs> Anti-chicken. Uh, and also Russian. So, looking at the Paradox draft. Mm-hmm. Um, are, they, are they parking the car? No, no, no. This is, uh, this is the Paradox draft. So this is, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, is, this is the other one. This is the one that is Back to the Future 2 and 3 together. Uh, this is the second draft of the uh, of the sequel script. So so Marty pops out, and uh, and it's the whole thing. He says, "Look, Griff, the answer is no. the The physical type thing doesn't happen." Sure. Um, and Griff says, "No," and Marty says, "N O." <laughs> um, and then he turns to start walking toward the door. Griff says, "What's wrong, McFly? Chicken?" 
And then and then Spike says, I told you he's got no scrot. <laughs> um, so call back. Yeah, and sure. Then, it's like two minutes ago. Yeah. And then hack. So he he's hack yeah. in this in this screen. He pulls Marty's hat off, um, which is yellow in this script, and he says, Sure, why do you think he wears yellow? So at sure. least at least in <laughs> at least in this draft it's not just that Griff calls him chicken. Yeah. It's that no. they like lay it on. Yeah, it's too much he you know, enough is too much. Yeah. Oh, you chicken, he's got no scroll. Why do you think he wears yellow? No scroll. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's a little it's a little different. It's a little different. Uh, although that does remind me, uh, speaking of scrotum, um, we didn't get to uh, Leslie O'Malley, the third member of, oh, yeah. uh, of Biff's gang. Uh, also known as Spike. Hmm. So, uh, she's Spike. Spike Leslie O'Malley. Um, she is played by Darlene Vogel. And she was uh, her stunt performer was involved in a really huge accident that like almost messed up the production um, where she was like in recovery for a long time. And it was a whole thing. Uh, And we'll get to it when we uh, get to that part. Um, It was this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's next week. It's next week. Um, it's the shot stayed in the movie um, where uh, she gets injured. Um, so, yeah. So that's uh, that's the other person. The other thing that's interesting about Darlene Vogel, though, the actress, is that so she actually has two roles in the Back to the Future universe. She okay. plays Spike in Back to the Future 2. And she also plays a receptionist at the Institute of Future Technologies in Back to the Future, The Ride. Oh. Yeah. That's good. I, I'm sorry that that happened to her. I imagine – well, I imagine her – no, 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 no. You're, you're thinking of the actress her being – it's her stunt person that got injured. The and is there person, stunt person on the ride or is, or is this actress on the ride? The actress is on the ride. Okay. Yeah, Darlene Vogel's on the ride. Cher- Cher- Cheryl Wheeler, her stunt double, uh, she went through uh, physical rehab and then uh, went back to being a stunt person until 2003. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's Spike. Uh, apparently her mother was a receptionist at the Institute of Future Technology. The star labs of the Hill Valley universe. Uh, sort of. It's, it's Doc's, it's Doc's, uh, company. Yeah. That he starts after Back to the Future Part 3, according to the mythology of the ride. So, there you go. Um... So let's talk, let's get back to, uh, let's get back to that 67 draft. What do you say? Okay. Okay, so we are in a bookstore uh, where the sports al- almanac is. Got a price tag of thirty nine ninety five. Jeez. And uh, Marty hands it to the cashier, 
and she's surprised by the weight and she examines it and she says 5,000 pages. No wonder it weighs a ton. This ultra thin paper is amazing. <laughs> so apparently there's ultra thin, ultra dense paper in the future. Uh, so in the past. she, uh, she runs it through the bar scanner. Now this, this, this I found in kind of interesting. Nearby, there's a display promoting a match made in space, the classic mini series, which is now available in all HD formats. Whoa. So you you mean that this thing got like the, the spoil? You mean that George's book got like the spoils of Babylon treatment? Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and not only that, but this, this, this script, it, HD formats. No, totally. Yeah, that's like awesome. That, well, like what, what? Like they nailed that. Mm-hmm. They nailed it. Good job. Of all the Good things, job, for Bobby Z to nail. Bob Bobby G or Bobby G. Yeah, 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 yeah. He got uh he got high def uh, correct. Um, but uh, yeah. So then uh, the cashier says, with tax, it comes to forty three ninety five. Thumbprint, please. Marty says, "Can I just pay for cash?" And now we're in another. We're 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 we've got this running joke about. Oh my cash. god! Because she says, "Cash? Are you serious? You know, there's a two percent handling charge for cash." And he says, "Well, that's okay." And she says, "Cash price is forty four eighty three, which is forty four eighty five to the nearest nickel, <laughs> because there's no pennies." <laughs> sure. But I'd better make sure we have cash in the store to make sure. Say, are you one of those pr- privacy activists? This isn't exactly <laughs> penthouse you're buying here. Oh, so, my God. And he says, I guess I'm just old-fashioned. And she says, well, you're in luck. We actually have some cash today. Oh, thank God. Thank <laughs> Sing Hosanna. And then she takes the cash out, and the money is future currency with rainbow borders and holographic treasury seals. That's and Marty that. says... Yeah, and then Marty says, uh, you know what? I think I'll just try charging it after all. What? Well, now he's a dick. Because yeah, he's <laughs> found out that his future self is having money troubles and he's charging him 40 <laughs> Oh, well, problem for future me. Oh, I, I thought he like didn't like that the money was like effeminate looking or something. Oh, no, no, no. It's that his money doesn't match. Oh, gotcha. He can't, he can't give her her his money okay, because I thought he was like I'm embarrassed it. to hold this money because it has a rainbow on it. No, 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 no. Um, it's just that it doesn't match. Uh, so he puts his finger or his thumb on the uh, imprint panel, <laughs> and uh, the cashier says, "McFly, comma Martin Hopkins." Martin Hopkins McFly. Yep. <laughs> so 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 see this is before. The, uh, oh, of course, yes. Yeah. Before, before uh, the Old West sec- section was a part of this franchise. Canon, yeah. So, yeah. So they didn't know that he would his middle name would be Seamus, <laughs> which is much better. Yeah. So, so Martin Hopkins McFly. Yeah, no, and yeah, then Martin Seamus McFly is much better. She mentions that it's an unusual middle name, which is weird. That's such a God. Like it's just such an awkward draft. Right. Well, here we go, though. Here we go, though. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So he, she says, McFly, Martin Hopkins. Unusual middle name. 
Marty smiles and says, yeah, it was named after the Mark Hopkins Hotel in San Francisco. That's where I kind of got started. <laughs> remember, remember, this is a movie about about Marty's inception. Yeah, yeah that's a great yeah. danger. So that's- they're setting up the name of the hotel by having his middle name be that hotel. It's actually as awkward as it is and weird as it is because we're not watching it in the movie. You know, it's it's actually kind of a neat way to see them to see. Uh, uh, Bobby G setting that up. No, I know? mean, that's classic. It's a classic Back to the Future setup payoff. I just think it's weird that he's named after the hotel. Right. Like, I mean, my name isn't Nicholas Marriott Jimenez. <laughs> but I wish it was. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be the most incredible middle name of all time. Hello, my name is Nicholas Embassy Suites Jimenez. And uh, <laughs> Hi, my name's uh, Scott Dazen Corelli. <laughs> <laughs> we all have to be branded that way. <laughs> yeah. Scott Holiday and Corelli. I'm uh, Michael Mom's uh, House over Christmas, James. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm Scott. I'm Scott. My old high school bedroom. Really, <laughs> it's such a more vulnerable world. <laughs> oh man. Um. So. Uh, so the cashier asks, "Are you still living in Hilldale?" And Marty says, "Where? I mean, yeah, right." And uh, he he sees what other information is on there. And suddenly the cashier is like eyeing him really suspiciously. And she's like, Mr. McFly, it says here you were born on June 20th, 1968. There's another <laughs> setup. Yeah. That means you're 47 years old. <laughs> and Marty says, uh, well, I uh, just had a facelift. She just looks at him in disbelief. And then there's, there's a moment of tension. And then she shakes her head and says, that is the absolute best wrinkle job I have ever seen. Who is your doctor? And then Marty takes his bag and says, Dr. Brown, and then walks out. Yay. Yay. It all worked out. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, how, that's the story of how Marty <laughs> got his almanac. <laughs> yeah, that's the story of how... Marty, once again, was <laughs> stubborn about the currency. <laughs> oh, man. If Andy Rooney wrote like a sci-fi story. <laughs> I tried to pay with credit, but I couldn't. I had to use cash. I didn't have any cash, so I walked to the ATM. <laughs> you ever notice you can't use an ATM for free anymore? It's always a dollar or two dollar charge. But which one has the bigger charge? <laughs> yeah, so that's all for today we'll be back tomorrow at minute 19 I know it's good right it's fun um, so uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute 19 and more of the 1967 draft uh, in the meantime you can go to our website duelinggenre.com where you can go check out all of our other podcasts they're all at duelinggenre.com 
the Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast is there, which we do with our good friend Cassandra Fredrickson. Doctor Who podcast that comes out every Sunday. And then uh, Geek by Night, our original audio drama that we really want all of you to listen to, please. Uh, it would really help us out. Also, while you're there, you can check out duelinggenre.com slash support or just click the support button on the main site. And it'll take you to our Patreon account mm-hmm. uh, where you can support us financially. You can you can show us how much you appreciate the show and appreciate us doing the show by giving us like $5 a month or whatever. Uh, just anything you can spare will help us and you'll get all kinds of bonus content uh, including if we get up to $250 a month, Nick and I will begin recording Back to the Future No Back to the Future Minute No Roads edition, which will be sort of like an off-the-cuff Back to the Future podcast that we'll record on weekends. Um that isn't like minute-centric. We'll just like answer emails and talk about Back to the Future theories and stuff like that. So uh so if that's something that you'd be interested in hearing, uh go check that out and support us. And uh, if you support us at the ten dollar uh, level or higher, you will be entered in a monthly drawing to win a spot on Back to the Future Minute. Uh, our our uh, our Tumblr, or I'm sorry, our Patreon uh, All Star Week. So, uh, if you've ever wanted to be on this show, Patreon All Star Week, the thing that's happening. So All of this out. can be yours. All of this. Uh, other than that, you can email the show contact at back to the future minute.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at BTTF minute and, uh, make sure that you check out the other podcasts in the minute family, star Wars minute, our patriarchs, of course, and, uh, jaws minute and Indiana Jones minute, both, uh, both doing their Spielberg thing. So go check all of those people out and we will talk to you tomorrow.